see you again. Look at this shit. <laughs> that was my best, most awful um, D-Ray as Bernie Mac um, impersonation. Hey, how you doing, ladies, gentlemen? Um, I missed you all. Um, David Ashley podcast. Um, episode, what is it, 16? I don't know. I will fix it in the credits, though. Um, interesting thing, once the, the episodes, um, stopped rolling, you know, once the hiatus started, um, that's when people started like making comments, hit me in inbox or, you know, when they would see me and text messages or whatever saying, Hey, um, what's up with the podcast? Not while it's going. Like, people don't make comments while it's happening or while the episode, you know, while I'm putting up episodes. They, and, I, and that's just something I think um, I, you know, when you hear people say, oh, you know, follow me on this or, or go rate us or do this and that, you kind of find out that um, that's the way that support is shown to the entities that matter, right? To the people who want to get, um, you know, for to the people who want to get, uh, like, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> to the people who want, like, you know, ads, right? They want to go and see how many people are, you know, su- really su- supporting your um, your podcast, your, your show, your, you know, your web series or whatever out loud. Um, even new shows, like even television shows, once you tweet them and you hashtag and you post them and you, uh, you know, support them like that, it, you know, other people can see. So that's just a, um, just a note for any other thing that you might support out there. Be vocal about it. Let them know. Um, that stuff means a lot when people say stuff to me, cause it's, you know, I'm just putting this thing out and people are taking the time. Now, listen, some people may be listening because you know, they know me, but I don't think that's the case with everybody. They're not listening just because, you know, as a favor to me, I don't, I don't think I like not to think I'd like to think that's not the case. I like to think people are listening um, because, you know, they appreciate my point of view or at the very least uh, want to argue with their phones <laughs> or their speakers um, about my point of view. As some people have, you know, some people have approached me like, yo, I didn't agree with this. I didn't agree with that. You know, the monogamy stuff was really hot as as it shows in the, in the in, you know, in the analytics, because it is my um, most hotly um, contested or highly contested, um, highly uh, highest viewed episode yet or listened to episode yet is the one about uh, monogamy. And uh, next, uh, followed by, um, have you ever dated a white girl for some reason? Why is that such a hot button issue in our society? Let's get it. So, 
you know, I think about ways to make money in this. Um... Yo, I'm, I'm going to I'm distracted right now. Uh, I live on the second floor and, you know, I live like off of a busy uh, street. So the street that my apartment is on, you can see a lot of uh, a lot of traffic and I'm. Um, and a beautiful young lady just kind of walked past. And nobody can see me from, from inside this apartment. <laughs> uh, but ladies, what is your take on um, guys in a car? And I'm not talking about cat calling for the, for the heck of it. But I'm talking about guys in the car. If I'm in a car and I see a beautiful young lady and I want to, I really, I, I really feel compelled to say something to her. What's your call on that? Do I just take an L because I'm in the car? Or is is there a situation where in which I, I could make that transaction, you know, by pulling over and then not, you know, creep you out too much, you know, by pulling over, you know, with the right approach. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, say I was driving. I saw you from from in the car. I hope this is not too creepy type of deal. Like uh, what's your call on that? Let me know. Put that in the comments of Instagram and, and all that other stuff. Um, Facebook page. If you haven't followed, follow that Facebook page. Follow that Instagram page at David Ashley Podcast. Um, anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, so you know, you think about different ways to 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 make money in this new space, whether it be podcast or um, you know some kind of blog or website, and and um, just trying to hack this system, man. This is. This phone is the new TV, whether you're ready for it, want to admit it or not, you know. And um, so one of the things I'm thinking about doing is um, is I'm thinking about turning this. Um, well, I'm not going to say turn this podcast, but I am thinking about doing. A, I know I'm eventually I'm going to write a book on my rides, you know, as a ride share driver, whether it be Lyft or Uber. Um, but I'm also thinking about turning that into some content and, um, as well as do a, um, you know, podcast around it so we can just, you know, ping back and forth when you do a thing. I don't know if you realize when you, you know, when, you know, when people like when you have a business idea or you have a business or whatever, you say you do something, you offer a service, people gonna go right to Google, right? After Google, um, or depending on what the service is, they're going to go right to Instagram. They're going to see if Instagram can show me proof of what you say you do. All right? That's why business, people starting businesses, it's like, yo, you know what I mean? So you have to be able to ping them. You have to be pinged in a few different ways because when they search you, you should have shit there for them to look at, right? You should have podcasts. Um, if not a podcast, you should definitely have an Instagram page and depending on the product, a Facebook page and depending on what you're doing, a YouTube page. It just makes no sense for you not to. Um, why let other people, um, you know, tell you, you know, have a narrative about you. You give them what you want them to think. All right. Um, anyway, it was a mini rant because a lot of people don't know. If people want to bake cakes. They just like, hey, I just want to bake cakes. They don't, a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that. And you end up, you know, being overcharged by, you know, uh, I ain't gonna say overcharged, but a lot of people aren't ready for that, that marketing, you know, you know, that, um, that ad agency price 
pricing structure. <laughs> so uh, that's something I want to do also is just kind of help businesses and people with with, you know, how to market their product, how to get their stuff out there, just because I'm a storyteller. And, um, you know, I see a little bit past the baking cake phase of, uh, of a business. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm thinking about doing some, you know, something around those rides, something around food and uh, something around, um, you know, something else, um, food and restaurants. So, you know, rock with me, man. I got stuff to come. I got guests, more guests are coming. Um, you know, um, oh, I'm just excited. I mean, I'm excited. Um, many people, you know, I was, I was waiting till I got this fancy set up, but it's like, man, you don't need no, you know, like my people was like, man, listen, man, I like the podcast, man. Um, it was like, you know, like shout out to my boy, uh, Bryce. Um, he was just like, man, he was like, I just listen. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never really, you know, thought about it from a, um, from that standpoint. So I appreciate that support. And, and a few other people told me that too. So, you know, till we get that, you know what I'm saying? Just rock, just rock with a, with a brother, man. Almost said nigga. So, um, talking about the podcast, I was, um, I had, what is it? I had 70 viewers, listeners at one time. Okay. Now most, now when I saw that, I was like, oh shoot. And then I saw a stat that most, the average podcast only have 200 viewers. Okay. 200 and I had 70 just from my circle of you know um so that was inspirational but what happened was it dipped down to like 40 43 45 or something like that and see what we'll do we'll look at that thing we'll be like oh man we'll 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 forego the 45 and we'll focus <laughs> and we'll focus on the you know the the 25 that left even though you got 45 whole people still listening you know and we'll kind of let that backtrack us but but what what that does is um you know we'll kind of get down on that but what that does is that shows that we need to be better at um you know emotional maturity right um just because that's a spiral, man. You know, when you start th- when you start uh, thinking about the stuff that's going wrong and focusing on that, and that's some 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 bio biological stuff that goes on in our head. We just we just respond differently to that thing that you know makes us um, uncomfortable. But you got to get you got to get comfortable with discomfort. You know, like honestly, man, I've been I've been in a you know. I've been in a slump, man. This is, you know, I think I said it last episode. This is probably the worst summer that I've had in a while. Man. It's just one thing after another, you know, one, some of the stuff is my fault, but a lot of it isn't. And, you know, when it rains and pours, shit just keeps piling down. But what, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You just got to listen. 
what Pac said, um, I got my back against the brick wall trapped in a circle. Boxing with these suckers till my knuckles turn purple. Mama told me, son, it'd be days like this. I forgot the, the last half bar, but my point is, that's really that's all you have left to do is, is box it out. You know, unless you got a rich, a rich uncle that's gonna bail you out. <laughs> and then and then what if it's something like with health? You know what I mean? Something else you can't help. All you gotta do is just kind of do, and I had like a com- combination of you know, a few different things kind of thrown at me, but you, you know, and, and, and I was honestly in like a little, I was in a little slump. I'm still in it, but I'm crawling my way out, you know? And then, and then you get some more rubble dropped on you, but what you, I, you just got to punch your way out of it really. And you have to, you have to build yourself so that when things happen, that you're responding to it in the same in a different way than you used to, right? You're responding to it with a more mature way. Um, you know, take your moment, lick your wounds, but get, get back up because that's all you got left. Get back up swinging. And, you know, and it's an arduous and tedious process, but that's all you have. That's really all you have, you know? So um, lick your wounds, you know? Stop announcing your Facebook and, and Instagram hiatuses. Um, and just, you know, take that time if you need to, uh, to fortify your train, to fortify your mind, right? And your, your train of thought that's, that's going to say, Hey, map out a plan of what you need to do to get out of this slump and just enact that plan. And in the, in the process, you know, this, this, this heat that we're taking, right? This trouble, um, you know, this, um, these bad times that you're going to laugh at in a year, six months, six weeks from now, those things are here to build you up, depending on how you respond to them. So even right now, as I'm, I'm talking to myself, these things are here to build you up. And if you don't grasp that, then things are only going to be harder. Because what's your only option? To check out? Get the fuck out of here. You ain't checking out of nothing. Let's go. Unorthodox um, episode today. Um, You know, I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to start just dropping mini episodes right throughout the week. I think I'm at a point where enough people rock with it to to the point where, you know, when they first get in, they listen to it. I got enough episodes now to where people can come in and be like, oh, let's, let's check on this episode. Oh, what is this episode talking about? So I'm just going to, you know, away with the convention for now. I'm just going to drop, you know, episodes and eventually... Um, the weekly episodes are going to be the interview episodes. And then I'm going to drop many episodes in between those, you know, as many as I want, whenever I feel, um, you know, and those are just going to be with me, um, with me talking to you, um, uh, in your ear hole. (laughs) You understand me? Um, so I had given a ride to this man old guy in his 80s and 
I was picking him up from, he, he had some kind of checkup at the hospital. And, oh, dude, he was in like the, Korea, not the Korean War, but Vietnam, something like that. He had a bunch of stripes and shit on his hat. And uh, he asked me, he said, are you married? And I said, nah. He said, uh, you got any kids? I said, nah, not yet. You know. And he said, well, you know, what are you waiting for, man? You're, you know, whatever. We got into that whole conversation. <laughs> mind your business, old dude. Just mind your business. Um, no, but then he, you know, he went in to talk about himself. And he said, you know, I was married once. He said, no, I was married twice. He was like, yeah. I said, you got any kids? Yeah, I got two kids. One of them lives in Israel. One of them lives here. The boy lives in Israel. He treats me way better than the daughter here. She's married. She's got a family and this and that. And he said, but, um, you know, he said, uh, I was never in love with any of my wives, with, with neither one of my. He said, but I found a letter um, the other day from 40 years ago. And, and it was a Christmas card that I received, but I didn't receive the letter inside the Christmas card. Inside the Christmas card was a letter from a lady named Meredith who, who 50 years ago, okay, 50 years ago, they, they were together. They, they had a night, something happened where it blew up and she left crying. The next day, she sent him a Christmas card. In that Christmas card was a letter where she bared her soul. And she talked about, listen, I was wrong. I apologize. I was just mad at this and that. I want to be with you. Uh, I love you. And so dude said, and that was the only woman I ever loved. And I just found this letter 50 years later, buried in a Christmas card. I'm like, I, and it hit me because it's like, you know, I don't know if guys still keep their their old boxes, but I still got a box with old pictures, you know, some 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 nudie boys and um, n- nudie boys meaning like some new pictures that women have sent me. It's just some old slang that I used to use, like you know, whatever. And you know, I got old letters in there. It's just, I, it's just, you know, you, they just accumulate. You move from one spot to another. You know, I'm not quite a hoarder, but I don't quite like throwing everything away. And uh, I just remember being like, damn. And and it's not that he said he was like, yeah, she's married now. But I was like, damn, she's still alive. (laughs) But I I don't know. I was just thinking like, man, that is that is some. I, I almost offered to go distract the husband while he go tells her, you know, I just found a letter. That's some notebook type shit, for real. I felt bad for old dude, man. I mean, here he is in two, two, two marriages that, you know, apparently he just, you know, made do. And, and uh, it just, man, how many of us out there are now, you know, are just in situations where we're making do? Now, this could be marriage. This could be relationship. But... That was tough, man. And what kind of pride did he have to never go after her then? I don't know how how long it was before she got married, but, yo, pride cometh before the fall. Shout out to old dude, man. 
he's living, he's thriving now. He pays, he's bought into like this, um, this group where they have dinner parties, older people, you know, with the same interests. They got dinner parties. They do different things, different activities. He pays a certain amount a month. So he's living, you know what I mean? He's got a little walker, but he's living. But man, the regret there must be. Whew. Now, this is the shit y'all came for. Um, listen, um, Fantasia got some people um, all butthurt this week about um, an interview she did on The Breakfast Club and where she talked about submission and how, you know, independent women have trouble submitting. And, um, and this is, I got a few thoughts about it. Um, some of them you may not like, some of them you may. So I didn't really prepare anything. I just wanted to shoot off the hip, uh, on this topic. Um, first of all, submission means something, you know, you're not going to get as many women to submit these days, um, because the family structure has changed. Right. Um, Back in, you know, any time, especially before the 90s, um, you know, women had fewer and fewer options or at least the role and also the role that they were supposed to play. The family structure has changed. Okay, women are getting it in now. And what that has done is it's taken their focus and place it on getting money too. I ain't got to submit to no nigga. <laughs> you know? What I'm going to submit to a nigga for, you know? And, you know, you can't tell them nothing nowadays. Some of them. And it's messed up the dynamics because a lot of dudes who were expecting to find a submissive woman um, are looking at it like, yo, I can't find a submissive woman now. She thinks she, you know, she make more money than me. Or if she makes, you know, a certain amount of money, she can't handle it. You can't tell her nothing, you know, so on and so forth. Now, I think the culprit is the way that submission has been looked at throughout history. Right. And it comes from which is, a you know, in a biblical sense. Right. It's like the man is the head of the household. The woman is the neck or whatever. You know, a man is the head of the household. Damn it. What I say goes is the way that a lot of men, I think, have been and women have been taught to look at it. But I don't I just don't I just don't see it that way. Not that a man shouldn't be a leader, but the truth is that most of us are followers most of us are followers. And even you might say, not me, guarantee you probably are, right? There's only a fewer um, percentage than we think of us who are actual leaders. Now, so what that creates, right, in an automatic template, that's going to create some imbalance, right? And this, and what I mean when I say automatic template, we, 
you know, we we take these definitions and we just put them in the places where they don't um, necessarily belong as they are. But I don't think. Listen, I think submission means that both of you submit to what you know is good and true in the other person. Okay. If I'm a man and I'm in tune in this relationship, right? Just the way I feel about things, I'll probably be the one to take the garbage out. (laughs) You know? Right? Like, washing dishes is therapeutic, but I just, you know, if she if she has a, a better cleaning spirit than I do, <laughs> then that's going to be her, right? If she balances the checkbook better than I do, right? Or if I have a skill or a knack for balancing the checkbook and I know that she's not one that pays attention to her spending then that's where I have to lead. If she understands that I don't eat well and that I can improve in the way that I exercise and all of this, that's where she's going to hold me accountable. Right? The song that was popular when I first moved to LA was uh, You Make Me Better by Fabulous and Neo. And that's essentially what it was about. It was like, you make me better. Right? He, I forgot one of the lyrics. He was like, she watched for the something, watches who I'm with. Damn, I, I forgot the, the lyrics. But basically, it's like she got my back. I got hers. Essentially, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, we're submitting to that thing that we know is going to make this relationship better. Because otherwise, it's going to be too imbalanced. No one man, no one woman has all these, you know, Things have shifted way too much in society for us to have the same cookie cutter reaction to it. They just have. Now, me, myself, personally, I think a lot of women hear, like, so Fantasia and her, and her, um, and her husband, they put out another video where Homeboy broke it down. He broke it down from a biblical perspective, though, uh, which I guess, you know, you know, a lot of that is, um, you, listen, you can get the truth from anywhere. And if something makes sense for you, I, I'm just not on that particular path anymore. But he broke it down on, you know, you know, from 11. He was just saying that, you know, listen, if she knows, if she's confident that I... I am always seeking like a higher, you know, basically trying to vibrate at a higher frequency, trying to make myself better by, by, by getting that word in me, right? Then she's confident in where I'm going to lead us. And yes, I do still think that most women expect a man to lead, religious or not. I just do. Now, you may not, if you're a woman, you may not, but you know. I actually think that was one of my issues in past relationships. 
is learning how to lead. How to be a leader. Um, told y'all too much just then. I don't... Sh- shut up. <laughs> but, I, you know, I think... I, I just think it's detrimental if we come into this thing with antiquated rules and, and ways of thinking. If we're not thinking about... You know, if we're not coming at, if we're not attacking this thing from a togetherness standpoint, from a me and you standpoint, what are your flaws? What are my weaknesses? And vice versa. How do I complement that in you? Then you are losing point blank. I've asked too many couples about what they think, um, what they think, uh, you know, are the are the top three, you know, um, things that have kept their marriage together. You know, the top three pieces of advice they would give to somebody who's not married. I've asked too many of them, and and you know, overwhelmingly, it's you know, the answer is communication. I'm sorry, it just ain't no getting around it, at all. <laughs> it, it, and listen, there ain't no getting around communication. So. Submission, um, you know, I think it's for, for both man and woman. One more, hold on, let me, one more thing. Um, <clears throat> I hear... I see a lot of women saying, oh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, pick me women out here because of this, you know, basically saying, Hey, I submit, I submit, pick me. You know what I'm saying? That's how the, that's how the comment comments in the post are going. And I'm, you know, I think that's kind of cynical, right? While I do understand the mindset that, you know, um, I, I understand both mindsets. I understand the, the woman who wants to call that out and saying, hey, you putting us back so many years. But I do understand the woman who does want to break things down as far as being submissive goes, right? Because if that's your culture, if that's what you grew up in, it's not detrimental to you, right? You'll do it gladly because you trust the man that you are with. And and, and listen, it's not to say that the women who are mad at that point of view are, are by any ways bitter or desperate. Um, but I do think, I do think there is some of that out there. Right? I do. <clears throat> but at the same time, Right. See, essentially what we're talking about is two different curriculums. And and not that every woman that's Christian, you know, believes that she should submit. But I'm talking about, for the most part, good down home Christian women. You know, even though less and less of them are believing that, I, I do think that's a thing that they that they uh, can rock with because it's it's in their culture. Now, for the women who are not as, you know, women who are against it, 
Uh, I understand that too because it's like, yo, what are you doing? I ain't submitting nobody. It just has a negative connotation. And listen, it's a lot of dudes who take that for granted and who wasn't ready for it, who wasn't ready for that title, who wasn't ready for that, you know, that position. Still took it, but still took it and ran with it. So everybody's hurt. I think that was my point of making is everybody is hurting. Men are tired of seeing women, you know, uh, not submitting or not, you know, or not being humble or not or whatever. Right. And women are tired of dudes who take that title and run with it. Right. Title of being somebody that a woman should submit to. You got to earn that. And a lot of dudes don't. So my point here today is that everybody is hurting. And um, I think the way to mend that is to figure out that first you got to figure out what you want. And after you figure out what you want, please let integrity be up there in that list. I never see that on those lists, Mm -hmm. by the way. (laughs) You know, but once you do that, then I think you got something to work with. Because it's about working together. I'm the love doctor. Get on out of here. story time excuse me Um, so thinking back to a time in college where you know I had like I said before I had just gotten you know pretty religious like on my own like going to church and you know doing all that kind of stuff on my own and like I mentioned last episode uh, part of it was because of some um you know, weird competition, you know, uh, thing where I felt like I have to worry about competition. I had this weird way of looking at um, women of the world, you know, so to speak, um, versus women in church instead of just realizing that they were just women, you know, which is not, I don't mean that in any negative or positive way. It's just that I just had this weird way of viewing things. So, um, you know, I'm in church one day and I see this young lady. I, well, I meet this young lady in the college choir. And um, just the most, just the purest. <laughs> and like a lot of people might go, yeah, right. But I'm serious. Just the purest, most, um, you know, no agenda. Just the nicest, most pleasant person you ever want to meet, you know. Uh, she's beautiful. She can sing her ass off. And uh, one day I remember in church, I saw her like, you know, she was holding up her hands in worship. And, and at the time, you know, that early 20s me was just like, oh, oh, that's it. That is it. You know, and I just kind of locked on, you know. It was, um, yeah, and that was me. And and slowly, shortly after, we had kind of formed a friendship, myself and my friend, and then she had friends and a couple other friends from, from church. We kind of formed this group, you know, <laughs> shout out. And then we just kind of 
you know, we just kind of meshed and we would hang out together on some nights. Um, but anyway, um, you know, from there, I, I pursued hard, you know, your boy, like really pursued, like there's a fine line between pursuing and depending on how the person receives it, it's a fine line between pursuing and, uh, just, you know, stalking and being just problematic. But, you know, uh, from what I know, it was accepted well. And, and uh, I met the family, you know, um, it was wild. Like I, I would, uh, my my homeboy used to call it a soloist. <laughs> homeboy Ed, he was like, "Man, you might as well go ahead and talk to the soul." I was like, "I know." <laughs> and um, so you know, I pursued. We would go on these pseudo dates, and and uh, we, you know, so it was just like almost like an open ended pursuance. You know, um, we we would always couple off. We would call each other. You know, so we were, it, it, more than anything, we kind of did it the way you're supposed to because we became friends, honestly. Um, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'll be your friend, but I'm waiting on the other end for something because it was, listen, there was nothing waiting for me on the other end of whatever I thought. <laughs> nothing that a guy usually wants, you know. We got to a point where, like I said, I met the fam. I would travel to where she was from. I would spend the night you know, go to church with them, come back, whatever. Like they knew me and it was just fine. And in that sense, I think, I think there was a little bit of, you know, uh, peer pressure for her to not push me away. Like, and listen, she'll tell me, she'll say, listen, it wasn't, you know, it was, I'm a grown woman. I made my own decisions, which is, I, you know, she say that you got to believe her. Uh, but I still think there was 12%, you know, of her that, you know, heard her friend saying oh that's a good guy look how he's pursuing you this and that and uh anyway <clears throat> but uh you know nonetheless you know we even got to a point where we were reading this book called i kiss dating goodbye and i think based on how i viewed her i even came up with the um with the with the idea that i was like well, you know let's not kiss so not only were we not being intimate in that way, but we weren't, or you know, we weren't even kissing. Like I would kiss her forehead or her hand just on some endearing, you know, frontal lobe, best man type of shit. But we weren't even, you know, and again, it wasn't like I was stalking out waiting. Um, but yeah, I just thought that this is who I wanted to be with. So I was just like, all right, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to pursue. And, and, oh, I found out the dude who wrote that book just got divorced from his wife. Cause it was supposed to be this whole, you know, this whole huge shift in, you know, young Christian relationships and how, you know, you're going to stop. It was going to change the way you, uh, court that you would court someone and, there will be no kissing, no petting, no hugging until you actually say, hey, until you actually decided you wanted to marry that person, which, you know, I'm sure people have done it, but I really don't, you know, you know, know how you get to that point. So here we are now, all of a sudden she says, I'm ready. Once she says, she says, yes, which I still don't know how she got in my car that night and left that let I kudos to that it's really grand light it's really breaking and entering but 
I'm gonna let that go. Um, you know, so she's so now she says yes, and where I had just assumed this open-ended courtship where I'm trying to pursue her, and she says no, or not yet, or I'm not ready, which because she wasn't used to it, but. So I was like, all right, let's let's do it. You know? Technically, she's the one who said let's do it, but I was kind of caught off guard. Cause I like I said, I was still if it if I wasn't pursuing, still I was still going through the motions. We were still coupled off because we had become friends, you know. And um man, I, I just so we go through the relationship and it lasts eight months. Then we break up because she just wasn't used to having to share things. She's a private person, you know, probably still, but you know, she wasn't used to having to share things and and uh, she wasn't used to the physicality or any of those things that, you know, that I had been used to, that I was used to, you know, as far as a relationship was concerned. And, and, you know, we broke up. But so I moved away from Nashville. But when I moved back at the end of that summer, it was like we had both been reprogrammed because the amount of flirting, the amount of natural, non-awkward conversation and and flirting that went on, it was just like, oh my God, where was this? Oh, we'd still be together. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, I had planned out, you know, what year I was going to propose and all this. Like, and not that I just thought, you know, like I said, I used to romanticize relationships and and and, and, and marriage. And here I am in my twenties thinking about the, but it's you know. Just God, I, I cringe at it now because I don't. I really, I like. I got friends who've done that, got married in their twenties and or mid to late twenties, and they're still together. But for m- most, I don't really con- condone. I ain't gonna say condone, but I'm not a proponent of that just because it's a lot that goes on. Your mind changes. But anyway, once we. Once I moved back, we, we turned the corner and we just, and listen, for a long time, we had this trajectory in our friendship and our relationship. I don't know what you want to call it to where we would find out something new. We would have these conversations. We saw each other grow and it was, it was the weirdest. And then, then I went and talked to somebody else, you know, and I think that was, you know, key moment but it I just think I was scared to go back and I think I kept that for a while I just wasn't I don't know maybe I don't know I, I like I can't even explain it maybe maybe how cool we were and how we kept so the point is we kept missing each other over the years you know you know when I was ready she wasn't when she was ready I wasn't but through that, and we've had our bumps, we just kept, we just maintained this friendship, you know, somewhat lopsided at times, but we kind of maintained it. 
this beautiful thing. I don't even know what you call it throughout the years, you know. And um, it's by far the longest and weirdest um, situationship, if you want to call it, that I've had. With zero sex. Imagine that. Shout out to Kimmy. Kimmy Kimmy always give me, um, not always, she gave me a hard time about leaving stories, leaving people hanging as far as stories are concerned. But um, I don't know. I, I think I tell them for the journey of them, what's happening. Where, but you, that doesn't mean that people aren't still waiting for some kind of, you know, bombshell at the end. So my bad, Kimmy. <laughs> But, um, <clears throat> yeah, man. Shout out to all those beautiful situationships. Um, get your life together. Shit'll get off the pot out there. Dudes, don't be stringing women along. Women, please don't string men along. <laughs> it might make them worse men, and we don't want that. We don't need that. So, episode 15, uh, we, I, th- I don't know if this is 15, but if it isn't, whatever, I'll fix it. Uh, we're done. Thank you for rocking with me. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, somebody told me that they, they they found my podcast because somebody else, you know, shared it with them. And, uh, oh, man, I love you for that. You know, it's, I put this thing out and... Um, you know, talking shit, trying to inspire, uh, trying to get people to have a shift in, in, in focus or a shift in perspective. Listen, I, <clears throat> I'm seeing. So anyway, my, I just want to say thank you. Um, if you don't do nothing else, at least share it. Right. Share the podcast. First of all, go follow the Facebook and Instagram pages and, uh, you know, subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, Google or Apple. I don't know, guys. I, I think I think we got to get to a point where we're allowing ourselves to have a thought, get some, have a thought, have a thought, a specific thought about a situation, and then gain some you know, gain some education on whatever that situation was, and then have a different perspective. What I'm finding is that oftentimes we'll jump out the window on the subject, and we can't. Like, you know, we can't bring ourselves to like, I think we'll jump out the window on a topic and then we'll not be able to we'll paint ourselves in the corner because we don't want to accept this new way. Like, we don't want to accept the the broadened, more broadened version of how we thought about it before, you know, and I don't know why. I I don't know if people are scared of um, being called a hypocrite or contradicting themselves but you can't be you can't be that can't be your concern that impedes your growth and and it, all in all it, it you know it keeps us from moving forward um i think i think we need to do that better i think we need to have more forgiveness i think we we need to be more um focused on the facts we need to be more emotionally um 
<laughs> stable <laughs> and, and more emotionally um, uh, uh, mature. You know, I think I think that's vital for us right now. I think we're in a place where we can, you know, move forward or we can fall back, you know, um, and I'm all for moving forward. Um, so remember, people, that you can learn from anybody. And um, uh, who said this? I'm going to find out the quote. Um, it said at any given moment, you can move forward. At any given moment. Every one of us have the option to be uncomfortable and move forward in growth or to fall back into comfort. And, um, man, I think that's so important. Uh, go look up that quote. I'm going to say who it was. I'm come back and <laughs> give you the real one next week. I think I'm going to end the show every week with either a new quote or that. Either way. Thanks for rocking with your boy. Um, David Ashley signing off. I'm going to sign off with a uh, quote from Andre 3000 uh, from the song 16 with Rick Ross. He said, uh, he said, they're saying selling's a sin. But so is telling young men that selling it is a sin when you don't offer new ways to win. The flipper's gone, because uh, flipper's gone wave his fin, regardless if he is in or out of water. Most important thing for him is to swim. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>